So madcap means amusingly eccentric. It's a, it's a word that's not really in our current uh, vocabulary. It's kind of zany and fun and um, playful, wild, um, which is when I'm not doing cave day, which is serious, deep work, I'm really focused on encouraging uh, people to be more creative and, and connect through play. Hey friend, it's David Nabinski here in New York City. Really excited for this Portfolio Career Podcast episode with Molly Sonstang. As mentioned in prior episodes, Cave Day has really been an incredible productivity community for me in New York City. Molly is one of the co-founders of it. She and the co-founders really make it an experience to help people do deep work. Think about that. Pretty remarkable, right? In this episode, you'll learn about Molly's non-traditional career path, particularly in the last five years. She's also the co-founder of Madcap Factory, a studio here in New York City. She talks about experimenting and launching projects, the through line and complementary nature of her work, which I think is really helpful and important for your portfolio career. Given Cave Day, Molly also provides productivity tips and insights that she teaches during Cave Day sessions and workshops, and so much more. As always, this episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. Really excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Molly. Cool. Um, well, welcome to Portfolio Career Podcast. Your host, David Nabinski, is here with Molly Sonstang. How's it going, Molly? It's great. It's such a treat to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, um, I have many, many ways to say thank you for, but um, before we dive into the conversation a little bit more, I just would love to learn about um, if we were to go to an event tonight, how do you typically introduce yourself? It's an excellent question. It depends. First, it depends on the event, I suppose. When I, when I introduce myself, I don't talk about what I do for work. Um, I might say what I like to read or um, how I spent my week or what I'm planning to do uh, my next upcoming travel. Whenever I'm meeting someone, I, I really do try to avoid asking, and what do you do? And where did you go to school? And who are your parents? So, but I think you, want, you are wanting me to, to answer how I introduce myself professionally. Maybe a little bit, yeah. That was, that was a great answer. Um, <laughs> it is hard because you work on so many different interesting projects, and I can't wait to yeah. dive, dive into all of those. Um, sure. Maybe we could start off with um, one way that we um, thankfully got in touch was Cave Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe tell listeners a little bit more about Cave Day. Sure. So I have two main projects that I work on, one being Cave Day, the other being a company called Madcap Factory. And Cave Day is a project that I started with two great friends and now wonderful partners and uh, collaborators. Uh, and we started this company that's mission is to improve people's relationship to work. So if you think about relationships in your life, you have relationships to your friends and your family and your colleagues, but do you really think about what your relationship to work is? And if you really think about how you spend your time with your work, I think a lot of us might answer that our relationship to work isn't a healthy one. So what we've created is essentially a method that helps you have a better relationship, not just to your work, but also your life. Essentially what we've done is thought of 
all the ways that you might be distracted in your life and in your work and try to cut out as many of those and bring in a group of people together where you're working on whatever project you're working on with as little distraction as possible. Yeah. Um, I'm a grateful beneficiary of it. And I really wanted to take this moment to say thank you so much um, for making the cave and and helping me do deep work. Well, we're happy to have you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's more than just deep work. It's an experience. Um, And I love the way that um, you've designed it and just really made it a a pleasurable and more experience. Um, So thank you. Mm -hmm. If I can speak to that, actually, that's really something that we try to create. So deep work can be really lonely when you're sitting in a room isolated by yourself and you're just focused on whatever task is at hand. It's, it can be pretty painful. And so what we've created is really a a space for ritual and connection. Though we don't talk about those things, they're just baked into the, as you said, experience. And so imagine coming to one of our events, you are immediately welcomed with some sort of ritual that we've designed. Um, And we come together and and actually look at each other in in the eyes before we sit down and and work for three and a half hours straight. So I'm glad you you, um, notice and are aware of those things that we've added. Yeah. You, you make work fun. Um, uh, I guess I'd, I would love to learn just a little bit more, you know, as we talk about um, projects with, with Madcap, but, you know, just with Cave Day, I just would love to learn a little bit more of like, you know, what were some of those like early conversations like of, you know, hey, we should do this or, hey, this would be really cool. Um, I think it's always, you know, we, we, we learn a lot about like what the product is now, Um just not just Cape Day, but other things, but we'd just love to learn a little bit more about kind of those early days and how you like slowly started to bring the cave to the world. Yeah, it's a good question. We started Cave Day as a one-off event experiment. Jeremy and Jake and I, the, the my two partners, we we're noticing how the three of us have put out a lot of creative work into the world. Um, and we kind of got together and thought, what are we doing that maybe other people aren't? And how can we take all of our best practices in our own productivity and put them all together and invite people into a big room and just see what happens? So we, we developed the concept to fit into a specific space initially. And from that space, we kind of learned what we needed to tweak and what we needed to do to, to make it more holistic and robust and something that could actually be repeated in different spaces and different times with different um, industries and, and so on. But the initial idea was just, hey, should we invite some friends into a room and cut out as many distractions as possible and see what happens? Cool. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then from then you said, this is working. And then you started getting more into it. And do you think like that it's kind of a blueprint for other projects and stuff that you work on? Absolutely. So it's interesting that I love the, the, the title of your pod, podcast, Portfolio Career. It's something that I, you know, it's definitely, I fall into that category of somebody who, who operates with a portfolio career. And I've had a lot of ideas in my life and I've thrown out a ton of them. And I don't necessarily think at the beginning, oh, this is going to be a great business. Um, I should build a whole model around this and, you know, dedicate my full time to this one idea. Rather, I just kind of do a lot of things and see what works, what sticks, what my audience is interested in, what the general public is interested in. Is this something that could eventually scale? But at first they just start off as 
as projects really as just ideas or even art projects and cave day obviously was not a art project but it was a hmm this is interesting let's have an event series it was more of an event series versus a full-on business idea does that make sense yeah yeah so a lot of the times it's test see what the market's like um and then at like at madcap do you do you have like sticky notes of just different ideas and then you yeah so first of all madcap factory do you know are you familiar with the word madcap love to learn more. <laughs> so madcap means amusingly eccentric. It's a, it's a word that's not really in our current uh, vocabulary. It's kind of zany and fun and um, playful, wild, um, which is when I'm not doing cave day, which is serious, deep work. I'm really focused on encouraging uh, people to be more creative and, and connect through play. I created Madcap Factory essentially as a container to hold the various projects that my partner Sam and I have created. So it started with, for example, a variety show for first-time performers. This was something I I created five years ago, and uh, it's a space for people who've never performed before to get up on stage, share their talent. It's meant to be low stakes, but in a really supportive warm environment that's also a legitimate stage. So it's not someone's living room, but it's a legitimate stage in New York City. Um, And then we started a a project called Inconspicuous Games, where we take corporate teams out into landmarks around New York City, and we play field games like Capture the Flag, which you may remember from, from your childhood days, and we play it in secret. So imagine playing Capture the Flag with a team of your colleagues in Grand Central or at Oculus or Bryant Park. Um, And it's a really interesting way to navigate and strategize with your team in a way that you maybe don't already. We also have a product called Smalls S'mores, which is a tiny little kit that contains everything you need to make tiny bite-sized s'mores. So we had all these different products and we thought there there is a thread that ties them all together. And that is play and creativity and imagination but all through the lens of, you know, like we want you to think about time well spent and, and really um, living your life with intention. And these all seem like one-off products, but they really do tell a cohesive story on how to live with more intention and, and connection with these throughout these activities. So Madcap Factory operates as an umbrella that holds these ideas. And whenever we're workshopping something, we think of it more as a small project and then we turn it into, you know, we start selling it and seeing who's interested. Um, there's another arm within Madcap Factory uh, where we work with clients in a more bespoke or custom way. And if a, if a, a client is interested in creating an ongoing event series that helps engage their community. We will come in and develop something that is, maybe it's just a one-off for them, but in, with the intention of them being able to have a, an ongoing engaging event series for their customers, for their, for their employees, for whoever they think their community is, and we help create these event series for them. And so yes, we have products that fall under that lens that are our own created ideas, but we also develop new ideas for, for clients as well. So in all, I have a lot going on. It's very much a portfolio. And yeah, thanks for listening. (laughs) Yeah. 
Thank you for sharing. I, I love that idea of how it seems like the common thread, but with multiple different projects, you're not necessarily selling to the same customer base. And so you're able to test and experiment. And maybe sometimes it works in one area. And if not, then another project works and you're not really tied to one client, so to speak. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but what it is great too is, is let's, say, let's say a client comes to us interested in playing in conspicuous games one time. We then build a relationship with them where we can say, hey, this is one thing that you've seen. We have these other projects that we offer, products that we offer. For example, if you're sending client gifts at the end of the year, consider this lovely little pro- uh, small s'mores product that can be customized to your company. Um, so it, there's, there's lots of different points of entry. And that's the same with Cave Day too. There, we do share clients, Cave Day and Madcap Factory. Um, because in the end, all of this is in helping all grownups and adults to live life with more intention. And that means in your work and in your play. Such a beautiful mission. I mean, it's what, what's so great about it is how, um, and why I'm so inspired by it is how you've been able to pull it off. And I think that there's a lot of people that have, you know, human centered or efforts, um, you know, volunteering and stuff and aren't really able to kind of make a business out of it or, and so, yeah, it's uh, amazing to see how been able to have such an impact and, and grow a business from it. Thanks for sharing that. It's, it's been a lot of work. Um, I, I left my traditional nine to five about five years ago. And this has really been, you know, five, five years of, of growth and development, both in business and personal as well. Um, but I knew I was in a nine to five, very traditional career path that I was excelling at, but it, I knew that I had more I could contribute more. Um, I didn't know what that looked like at the time. And so I took a risk and I'm now here and I'm still very much, you know, on the grind every day. Um, but it's 100% worth it. Yeah. And so if somebody is trying to take a, a leap, mm-hmm. what, um, you know, from the five years, you know, any kind of lessons learned for somebody that's at the nine to five, yeah. Um, I would suggest to start not quitting your day job <laughs> if, uh, unless, unless, you are, unless you have the luxury to do so. Great. But there are lots of ways, of ways of exploring what it is, what your passion really is without just, you know, making a rash decision and leaving your job and, and going on a fact-finding mission at that point. You can go on a fact-finding mission while you're still working and figure out what, it is, what your next step is going to be. And, and, you know, there's nights and weekends for the people that want to work really hard. And, and I, it was risky for me. I quit my job and I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was scary. I don't know. I mean, I, I did it. I don't know if I would do it again that, in that way, but it allowed, I mean, I was, I really allowed myself to fully immerse myself in saying yes to a whole bunch of different things um, and figuring out what worked. And it was super painful. It was super painful doing it that way. But if you, if you, if you have a path that you want to go down, you have to try it. And I think just doing it with um, carefully and, you know, yes, risk is important, but also playing it relatively safe. So you're not struggling along the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And what's great is that 
uh, with Cave Day, you're creating a space for people to work on those ideas at night, um, on a Sunday, um, with being surrounded by other people that are doing similar types of side projects. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really interesting to hear uh, what people are working on. We we have a lot of folks who do have more of the traditional career who are wanting to make that leap and they don't have time to dedicate during, during the workday because we all are, we're all overly committed and we're busy. But if you can come away for three and a half hours, which is how long a, a cave day session is, uh, it's remarkable how much work you can accomplish as, as you might attest um, and really make progress. You can dedicate your own, you may really make time for your own work during that time and turn all of the other, quote unquote, urgent work off for just that time. Yeah, I remember um, my first cave experience, um, that kind of aha moment of, uh, I definitely left with like euphoria. Um, It just was um, from so many different elements that we mentioned a little bit before, but um, it truly is something you kind of need to experience on your own to really feel the magic. But um, so that's from the experience side, but I'd love to learn just from you from facilitating so many caves in person um, and also with companies, just some productivity tips that you think people, um, you know, often get wrong when they're, when they're working. A couple of things that jumped to mind first, really defining what it is you're working on. So, you know, you can ask almost anyone that lives, especially in New York or, or, you know, metropolitan city, you know, how are you doing? And your answer is, Oh, I'm busy. I'm stressed. I'm overworked. Okay, let's unpack that for a moment. What is it that you really need to get done? What is the important work versus the urgent work? And so what, what I would encourage you to do is, is to really just to define what that one project is. Time block. So let's give yourself a set amount of time. Um, and lastly, focus. So cutting out distractions, putting your phone, not next to you with the, with the face down, put your phone in another room, monotask versus multitask. We, there's a myth that you can, that, you know, multitasking is really a myth and you can't do multiple projects at one time. Um, that's called task switching and we don't encourage that. And so rather focus, get rid of distractions, close the tabs that you don't need. If you're using, if you need, if your work requires the internet, close your tabs, close your email, turn off notifications. You know, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. None of, none of what we're doing is rocket science, but it's, it's really hard to hold yourself accountable to doing all the, the productivity tips and tricks we all already know about. And um, I think something that we do really well is, is have that piece of uh, the, the community piece baked into the experience. So because there's other people around you, you're so much less likely to switch over to something that feels easier if you see that you're the person sitting at your table isn't, you know, doing that. I, th- I mean, I think those are like the it's it's kind of obvious, David, honestly. Like the the things that we promote are obvious. Yeah. And what's the hard part is even though they're obvious, we still sometimes like I notice when I haven't been to a cave in a week or so like I'll notice I have 15 tabs up and I'm like, Molly would not appreciate this. (laughs) (laughs) I I know that this isn't productive, but you know, that's why being around other people and having amazing facilitators and instructors like yourself to really um, keep us in check. Yeah. I also think the, the other, the other piece that's important is to take 
intentional breaks. So if you are a person that has, that, that is able to really maintain focus, good job for you. Um, <laughs> you might be the minority, uh, but it's, it is important to take, take different kinds of breaks. If that be a physical break where you're standing up, you're stretching, you're walking away from your computer for even a minute just to, you know, refill your water glass, or maybe it's a, um, a different kind of break where you're, uh, putting together a puzzle for, for three minutes. Um, but after a, a period of time, maybe a 45 minute sprint, giving yourself a, a just a quick refresh, I think it's really important for your sta- long-term stamina. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I love the 45 minutes, that 50 minutes and just thinking about that, it's really helpful that way. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like, oh, I've got four hours, what, what, what can I get done? It's a lot more energizing to do the, the sprints. Right. So in a, in a cave session, we have typically, there are four sprints and they range in time from 35 minutes to 55 minutes. And we don't, we intentionally don't tell participants how long each sprint is going to be because we really want the participant to give into their own work and let the facilitator be uh, the keeper of the time. Um, it, it can be uncomfortable for some people to not know how much time they have left but if we say it's between 35 and 55 minutes, you can kind of get an idea of how the day is structured. I know that when I'm participating in, and not facilitating, I'll, I'll turn off my clock on my laptop and I'll put my watch away. And it's such a relief to not know how much time I have left. And I can just dive fully into the project. Great. Um, well, at the end, I'd love to just um, let listeners know a little bit more about Cave Day and how they can um, check it out. Um, but I'd love to maybe just go back to the projects just a little bit more on, you know, you mentioned uh, you kind of jumped in and, you know, maybe would do things a little bit differently knowing what you know now. Any any additional insights on that in terms of, you know, some, some lessons learned? I mean, I do think it's, if you have an idea, doing something with it. Everybody has an idea and that's awesome but it doesn't mean anything if you're not actually doing something with it. And it doesn't mean that you have to build a business. Start really small, you know, start if you, if you want to, uh, you know, eventually have a podcast or something, maybe you want to start by hosting a series of dinners where you're just inviting friends over, you're having conversations, you're seeing what it feels like to, to lead a conversation or facilitate in that way. You know, it's just start by doing something really really small before thinking, oh my God, I have this idea. It has to be huge. I have to develop a platform. I have to make a marketing plan. Don't waste your time on that yet. Um, unless you really have a clear idea, but I think just starting really small and doing something with your idea. I think, I think um, yeah. And Nike, Nike has a great slogan, you know, just do it. I say that all the time, but I wish that I had, I wish that I could claim that, but just do something. That's, that's my own slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Just do something? Yes. Love it. Okay. Um, anything else as you, you know, you have a bunch of different people probably come to you for different ideas. My biggest piece, piece of advice is to just make something with your idea. That's it. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much, Molly. Please um, let us know where... What are some ways that people can support the many different projects? Uh, you can go to caveday.org 
or madcatfactory.com. And those are places that will show the breadth of everything that I'm working on. Great. Thank you so much, Molly. I really appreciate it. And the cave truly has been super helpful to me. And I just really appreciate all your support and help. Oh, my pleasure. It's such a treat to speak with you and, and get a chance, getting a chance to talk about all the things that I care about. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Molly. Hey, friend. This episode with Timestamp Notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. I'm really excited for you to learn from this episode and would love to hear any thoughts from you and continue the conversation where I post this episode on many different social channels. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast for my weekly Portfolio Career Podcast show and really excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.